Greetings friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel. I ran across an article in a secular source and it was called How to Be More Hopeful. And I want to go over some points that that article covered. But before I do so, I'd like to go through some scriptures regarding hope that were written by the Apostle Paul. Now I want to start with Romans chapter 5 and I'm going to use the AFV for this particular translation because of how it handles uh, something related to the Holy Spirit. So Romans 5, starting verse 1 from the AFV. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we ourselves boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also boast in tribulations, realizing that tribulation brings forth endurance, and endurance brings forth character, and character brings forth hope. And the hope of God never makes us ashamed, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. So, a side effect, or something that follows having character, is hope. And hope is something Christians obviously are supposed to have. Now I want to go something else that the Apostle Paul wrote. This time, Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 5. And from now on, I'll be using the New King James Version. So Galatians 5, verse 5. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails for anything, but faith working through love in this faith working through love. And that's something that we have, and our hope should include that. Now, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. And one more verse I want to go to. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. But let us... Who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So we see that the Apostle Paul frequently tied together faith and love in with hope. Now, Pocket recommended an article that I mentioned, so we're going to go over some of this. The article is How to Be More Hopeful. We all go through times when we see the world through cloudy colored glasses. Shift your expectations. At times, it can seem impossible to stay optimistic in the face of the day's headlines. However, you can gradually start to change your brain by leaning into what cognitive neuroscientist Tali Sharat calls our optimism bias. As she explains, optimism changes subjective reality. The way we expect the world to be changes the way we see it but also changes objective reality. It acts as a self-fulfilling prophecy. But this means when you wake up and think it's going to be a blah day, you're helping set yourself up to have just such a day. So the next time you catch yourself making a gloomy prediction, first congratulate yourself for noticing. Recognize you can change your life at any point. Do you feel it's hard? To look forward to the future because it seems all too predictable? Choice one, resign yourself to the inevitable. And while you're at it, why not pick out the inscription for your tombstone? Choice two, 
open yourself up to the possibilities that exist for everyone at any age, at every age. What are these possibilities? To change. Yes, you can change. We also put together a video you can watch at this uh, particular channel called How to Change Your Life in Five Seconds for more details on, on changing. Now, as Christians, we're supposed to have hope. The New King James Version of the Bible has the word hope 68 times in the New Testament. Now, I mentioned the Apostle Paul in hope. Now I'd like to go to Romans chapter 8, starting verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, who also have the fruit, first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await for it, with perseverance. Now getting back to the pocket article, recommended article, how to be more hopeful, we've got the following. Look for meaning in the most challenging moments. For some, pessimism is not a passing inclination, but a near constant outlook shaped by difficult, maybe brutal times. Even negative events can end up having positive effects, according to writer Andrew Solomon. Avoidance and endurance can be the entryway to forging meaning, he says. Solomon transformed a childhood marked by bullying and emotional torment into a life of helping others communicate their own stories of growth. And yes, we go through tests and trials. We're supposed to learn from them. Christians are most certainly also supposed to endure. And Jesus talked about that. In Matthew 10, verse 22, Jesus said, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures the end will be saved. So yes, we're going to have problems, but we're to endure the end. And by Jesus telling us that we will be saved for that, that is a hope. But yes, we should expect difficulties. But getting back to that pocket recommended article, it also had the following. Return to your home base. Does your discouragement stem from being knocked down one too many times? How can you find your own center amid life's storm and undrang? Identify the thing or things in this world that you love more than you love yourselves, says Gilbert. Now for Christians, this should be the love of God and seeking first his kingdom. In Matthew 22, starting in verse 37, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So yes, you are supposed to love something beyond just you. Now, Jesus also taught we shouldn't worry. A lot of people worry. 
And we try not to worry, but some people just worry all the time and are excessively pessimistic and worry. Well, let's look what Jesus said about this. This would be Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, is not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And the good news for humanity is the coming kingdom of God. And we have a booklet on that if you'd like to read it. It's available at the ccg.org website. Now getting back to the pocket article, it had the following. Think about your death. Yes, really. This doesn't need to be a morbid activity. Now for Christians, facing the reality that this life is temporal, and that we have the hope of the resurrection, of Jesus' return, now that should be comforting to us. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting verse 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those which have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So, obviously, we have to have hope here. We're not like those in the world who don't understand God's plan or what's going to occur. We have hope. Now, let's go down to verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The time coming is fantastic. We can have hope and we can cover, co- comfort other believers. Now how fantastic is this time that we're hoping for? How fantastic will it be? Well, in Revelation chapter 21, the first four verses... The Apostle John was inspired to write the following. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There should be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. 
So it's going to be fantastic, incredibly fantastic. Now I'd like to go back to writings from the Apostle Paul. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So what the Apostle Paul is saying is, what we've got coming is beyond comprehension. But with God's Spirit, we can comprehend at least parts of it. He also talked about a, a mystery. And it, perhaps I should point out that God's plan is a mystery just about everyone, irrespective of whatever religion they do or do not follow. And we put out a book on that. It's called The Mystery of God's Plan. Uh, Why Did God Create Anything? Why Did God Make You? Available for free at the ccog.org website. Now, as Christians, we should realize that we have real hope. Now, even secular sources have some clues on how to get become more hopeful. And some of those clues tie in with biblical principles, which is what I was trying to do or been doing in this particular message. And I also found it interesting that faith and hope help us share the love of God. Because several scriptures, the Apostle Paul tied faith, hope, and love together. And so when you see news events in the world going in the wrong direction, don't think, all is lost. Seek first the kingdom of God. Have the right hope. Because Christians are not like those who have no hope. We have true hope. And what this book says will come to pass. It will be a fantastic time coming that you can truly have hope in. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.